Capital One has a fresh take on banking. Now you can open a new savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Banking with Capital One means five times the savings toward your dream honeymoon, or five times the savings toward your family's ultimate vacation, even five times the savings toward just feeling good about saving. It's time to make your savings goals come true. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC. The FT. Last week, I was sent an email from a work-life balance expert offering tips on staying cheerful in times of financial strife. What struck me most about this message, apart from its trite fatuousness, was the assumption that we need cheering up when the economy is down. I've never seen any evidence that happiness moves in tandem with economic activity. I'm no less happy now than I was in the boom of the mid two thousands, and if I do get upset, it's not because of the economy, but because the ceiling has just fallen down in my hallway, and so there's grit in my bed and in the fridge. In fact, it's possible that happiness may even rise in recessions. There was a study a couple of years ago that showed that people in work are marginally more content during hard times because they're grateful to have a job. However, according to last week's press release, the path to good cheer in recession lies through living exponentially. Just looking at this phrase causes my happiness levels to suffer a dip. The word exponential has taken a lot of abuse from managers who use it to describe any growth that's more than sluggish. Whereas in maths, an exponential graph goes swiftly from almost flat to almost vertical. This pattern is seldom traced by any market I've ever come across, but now the term seems to have slipped free of its mathematical moorings altogether. Living exponentially involves having quality time with yourself and living in your own truth. Speaking from the vantage point of my own truth, I find some things are truer than others. Truest of all are mathematical truths. And it's therefore upsetting to see them being pilfered shamelessly by innumerate managers eager to lend an aura of fact to what is usually a glob of guff. Exponential is the least of it. Now every happening in business is called a data point, and change is increasingly known as delta, as in what's the delta on that? Inflection point is similarly debased. In maths, this is when the curvature goes from positive to negative, but to managers, it's a grandiose way of saying maximum or minimum. Last month, I saw it had been degraded further in a gung-ho Huffington Post article by a social entrepreneur entitled "The Inflection Point: The Aha Moment," in which it meant nothing at all. Managers have a long history in playing fast and loose with percentages to make themselves look good. When it comes to effort, an impossible one hundred and ten percent used to be regarded as a bare minimum, but now hyperinflation has taken hold. A few weeks ago in Australia, the highest ever illegitimate percentage scoring was recorded when ex-cricketer Tom Nielsen said he was a hundred thousand percent behind Australia being the best team in the world. All sorts of other things are just plain wrong when they're translated from maths to business talk. To decimate means to reduce by one tenth. It doesn't mean to slash. Infinite means immeasurably large. 
It isn't a general term to mean a lot, and quantum is something very, very small, not something very, very big. More distressing than any of the above, however, is the phrase "do the math." This would be fine if it were a genuine invitation to whip out one's slide rule. Instead, it's a slightly threatening way of asserting, "I'm right and I have logic on my side." Last month, Barack Obama claimed that his tax package isn't class warfare; it's math. But it wasn't math, really. It was politics. Yet at least President Obama is American, and so the phrase sounds better on his lips. On BBC Radio Four last week, I heard a Brit talking about the far right in UK politics, urging listeners to do the maths, which sounded even worse. The strangest thing about all this misuse of mathematics is that when there is an actual need to discuss figures, managers go all coy, and proper numerical terms are nowhere to be seen. Indeed. In business, numbers are not called numbers anymore. They're called metrics, which is a bit bizarre when you think that metrics are about the study of meter in poetry. And in the mouths of modern managers, numbers no longer do anything as basic as go up and down. They go north and south as if they were points on a map. Last week in a meeting, I heard a finance manager say the following words. We're looking to see our metrics coming in north of the three mil mark. If he had done the maths before opening his mouth, he might have put it rather better and said, "The number will be bigger than three million." For more downloads, go to ft.com/podcasts. Brought to you by Capital One. Where you can open a savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Just imagine five times more savings toward that overdue home addition, maybe even an addition on that addition. This is banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC.